Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. What's up, everybody? Pete Sweeney here with ArrowheadPride.com and the podcast channel Content Train continues. This time, it's a celebratory edition of From the Podium. On Tuesday afternoon, Patrick Mahomes, Chiefs General Manager Brett Veach, and Chiefs Head Coach Andy Reid joined the media via Zoom conference call to talk about Patrick Mahomes' 10-year contract extension, 12 years in total. That'll make him the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs until 20. 31. We have the Zoom press conference in full, and you're about to hear it right now. I welcome everyone uh, to this Zoom today. It's certainly a historic day for the Kansas City Chiefs organization, uh, our great fan base, the Chiefs kingdom, and, and really the entire NFL. Uh, if there was ever a player that was truly deserving of the largest contract in U.S. sports history, it's, it's definitely Pat Mahomes. Uh, Pat exemplifies excellence both on and off the field. Yesterday, when I was with Pat and his family and his agents, Chris and Lee, you know, we just talked about how amazing, you know, this relationship has been and really how we've come full circle in, in three short years. Um, you know, it started back in, in 2017, this organization, Clark Hunt, uh, Mark, Andy, we had a belief and a vision that Pat was going to be the next superstar of this league and, and really do things the league hasn't seen before. And after a 2018 season that saw Pat, throw for 5,000 yards and 50 touchdown passes while being named league MVP, following that up with a 19 season that uh, saw him bring, help us bring the first Lamar Hunt trophy to Kansas City, our first Super Bowl win in, in 50 years and capping that off by being named Super Bowl MVP. Here we sat at the negotiating table and now it was Pat and his family putting that same trust and same belief in our organization. And a deal of this length doesn't get done unless Pat truly believes in the vision of the Hunt family, uh, the trust he has for, for Coach Reed and his outstanding coaching staff uh, and, our, and our personnel staff. Uh, I think when you take a step back and look at this contract, though, I think the most exciting thing of this contract, and I believe Pat would agree with me, is, is that this contract shows um, just uh, a total commitment and love for Kansas City. Uh, Pat wants to win. He wants to uh, start a dynasty, and he wants to do all those things here in Kansas City, and that's extremely exciting for us and our fan base. So before I turn it over to Coach Reed real quick, I do want to give special thanks to his agents, uh, Chris Cabot, Lee Steinberg, for their really their open-mindedness, and, and you know certainly we're all in this together. Um, they wanted protections for Pat, but they also wanted to make sure that Pat was surrounded by talent, and it's very important. I mean, Pat, again, is a, is a long-term thinker, and, and, and Pat understands the long game here. And then on, on our end, uh, my staff, uh, Brant Tillis and Chris Shea, just for their creative thinking, uh, certainly there's a lot of obstacles and hurdles uh, to, um, to overcome uh, on, dealing, dealing, on doing a deal of this magnitude. And those, those two are outstanding. And um, again, the effort they put in, I uh, just want to thank them uh, so much uh, for everything. Uh, with that, I'd like to turn it over to Coach. All right. Thanks, Brent. 
Um, I'm so happy for for Pat for the Kansas City Chiefs uh, organization, um, and and really for the city of Kansas City for having this opportunity to have uh, a, a true franchise quarterback here in Kansas City, one that was drafted here, uh, which hasn't happened uh, for almost a duration of the of the Chiefs organization. So, um, uh, and then. I, I think Brett did a phenomenal job of organizing this. Um, and uh, Brett, I've mentioned before, had been instrumental in helping bring Pat to the to the Chiefs. He, I joked that he wore Dorsey and I out about uh, bringing the bringing Pat here, made us watch all the clips of him, and and said he was the best player he'd ever seen. And and uh, and so that's kind of come to fruition for all of us to witness, uh, like Brett had, uh, but. Brett's got a, a great crew with him, all of his all of his scouts and guys that work with him. But in this instance, in particular, Chris Shea and, and Brent Tellis, who really, I think, Brent did a phenomenal job of, of organizing the numbers for this and, and the plan, along with Brett, uh, of setting this up. And none of this happens without without Clark Hunt, obviously. Uh, that, that's a that's a bold move. I mean, we we've uh, gone above and, and beyond and found something that is phenomenal for Pat and, and his family and, and also for the Kansas City Chiefs. And Pat was so, so um, aware of, of the surroundings, like he is on everything, uh, making sure that uh, not only was his deal done, but, but also uh, almost to a T, was that, that, that he wanted, he wanted uh, the organization to have an opportunity to be able to bring in players, and and that's a in this day and age uh, that unselfishness is a is a tough thing uh, to find at times. So my hat goes off to him and and his maturity in this whole thing. And and then you know Brett mentioned um, Chris Cabot and the the time that he spent over the last few years here, a couple of years of visiting our building. He was always here and and kind of went above and beyond there to make sure that this all worked for, uh, for Pat and his family and, and also the chiefs. And, and then Lee Steinberg, who's got a tremendous history with quarterbacks in this league, man, it's, it's awesome. So listen, all in all, I think it's a great thing. Very seldom do you come out of a deal and go, you know what? It's a win-win. It's a win for the player. It's also a win for the team, the organization. And, and so I'm, I'm, I'm one happy guy. I put on my best Tommy Bahama for all of you today just to celebrate this, man. This is, this is a big day, and it's, it's an awesome thing. And, uh, again, Brett and I just appreciate everything that the Hunts do. We've got a great president in Mark Donovan who, who supports us on everything, too. So it's, you know, it's, a, it's a nice – it's a great, great event here. And I hope everybody has a chance to celebrate it. So with that, enough said. I'm, I'm going to turn it over to, to the man of the day here, and that's – that's bad. Listen, as we get to the questions, let's really focus on directing the questions at uh, for Pat and and uh, not that Brett and I aren't going to be there, but but we want them directed more in the presence of, of this situation and not making this just a all in all press conference here, but a press conference for Pat and and this great day in his life. So, uh, with that, Pat, I'll turn it over to you. Yeah, thanks, Coach. Um... Obviously, a very exciting time for me and me and my family. Uh, I want to give thanks to, to so many people, but always first, I just want to give thanks uh, to, to God for putting me in this situation. I mean, truly an amazing situation where I'm surrounded by a lot of great people, 
lot of great players, uh, a, a lot of great just human beings who, who have supported me my entire career so far. And uh, I talked about my family with, with, with Brittany, my mom and dad, uh, my support team that has kind of been with me the entire way and then that they still have continued to be with me and treated me the exact same. Uh, I just want to thank them. Uh, the Chiefs organization, like I said earlier, I mean, Coach Reed, uh, Brett Veach, Mark Donovan, Clark Hunt, everybody. I mean, it, it's been a team effort the entire way. And I think that's the special thing about this organization is that, uh, like Veach said, there's trust amongst everybody. Uh, as much as I trust in them, they trust in me. And we were able to go out there and get this contract done the right way that not only gives me the, the security that, I, that I've always wanted, but also uh, allows opportunity for the team to be great around me uh, the entire duration of my career. And I, I, I have full trust that things will get handled, handled the right way as we go throughout this career and that we will be in the, a position to win a lot of football games and hopefully uh, win a lot more championships as, as my career goes on. Um, uh, other people, I want to thank the Chiefs Kingdom. Obviously, their support for me has been has been tremendous since the day I, I got drafted. Uh, the fact that they've kind of been been behind me and supported me has been uh, truly special, and it's a one of a kind thing. And I knew the moment I stepped on the on Arrowhead Field that that they were gonna that this was the place that I wanted to be for my entire career. And I thought I've reiterated that my entire uh, career that I've been here and, and can't wait. Um, and then my agents and my support team. I mean for them to go out and do it, do this contract and do it the right way. Uh, I told them what I wanted uh, from the beginning. They brought me, I mean, different options. They worked hand in hand with the, the chiefs the entire time um, and, and Veach and his team and, and coach Reed and, and, and all the coaches. And they pretty much just put it out there and to the best way that, like I said, that we could be a, a great, a great team moving forward. And I obviously have the security that I want. Um, it's, it's a exciting time. I'm just glad that I get to continue building this, this legacy in Kansas City, uh, obviously with everything going on in the world with with, with COVID and, and all this different stuff, to have this this stuff, this this security to go into the community and be able to give back. I, I can't wait to not only build this legacy on the field but off of it. And uh, I'm excited for the future ahead for not only me but the Kansas City Chiefs and the, and the communities that have brought me up so far. All right, guys, we're going to open it up to questions now. Uh, first, let's start with BJ Kissel. Go ahead, BJ. Yeah, sorry. Um, sorry, Brett, my question is for you. And first, just congratulations for getting this done. I know it's something you guys have said you've been working on for a while. The question would just be the, the kind of the timing on a contract like this, the the amount of work that goes in to get it done. Uh, can you help us just kind of paint the picture of the framework and the amount of communication and how long it took for the framework to come into place? And then obviously the, the more details, I know going back to the Super Bowl, Clark Hunt had mentioned that you guys had been in discussions. Just curious when it kind of ramped up and how that process went down. Well, really, you know, we, and it's kind of been said out there that going back to, I think the first free agency that, that I was a part of back in 18, um, we had the mindset to structure deals uh, to prepare for, for an extension um, for Pat uh, again, it goes to the the level of belief uh, and faith we had in Pat. And this is before he was a full-time starter. Uh, now, the one thing in Pat's favor is as the seasons went on, the number kept getting bigger and bigger. So we were planning for the normal quarterback market back in 18 for agency. Well, when Pat gets to this point, you know, we'll be right at here. And then, uh, I mean, it just, it, it, it took off. So, uh, you know, that certainly was, it was a good challenge to have. But, you know, there, it goes back to, you know, my initial statement just, um, Brant Tillis and, and Chris Shea, it, you know, I, I remember when the trout deal came out, you know, 
Brant coming down to my office and said, this is, Pat's going to be a baseball contract. I mean, that's how good this kid's going to be. And, and, you know, we need to start thinking like this. And the cool thing about it is, and coach alluded to this where, you know, the maturity level of Pat uh, in this day and age, it's, um, it's certainly, you know, you look in around in three-year deals, four-year deals, but, you know, Pat just was so committed to this city and wanted certainly security like every player does, but also wanted to be here and and to win and, and, and to, you know, establish a dynasty. And he said, shoot, let's be creative. Let's figure out a way to do this. And I want to be here for the rest of my career and I want to win. And um, so the discussions uh, on this contract have really been years in the making. Let's go to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Can you hear me hey, now? We got you. Yep. All right, Brad, I wanted to ask you um, uh, with regard to this contract. A lot of times when you give a contract like of this magnitude or, or a big contract by NFL terms, I know you haven't given one out quite like this before, you're, you're holding your breath a little bit. You're, you're like, wow, there's some risk involved. What, what's your, um, your feeling in that regard on this contract that, that not only Pat will be taken care of, but the franchise will get its money's worth on this deal? Well, you know, again, it starts back from um, 2017 and it starts from um, the initial stages when, you know, we saw this kid, we had a vision and we knew that pairing Pat with Coach Reed uh, was going to be something special and they were going to be able to accomplish things that things that the league haven't seen, hasn't seen before. And again, you go back to, you know, league MVP performance in 2018 um, and then what he accomplished last year in helping our organization win the first, the first title in 50 years. Uh, and as coach and Pat will tell you, there's there's still a lot of improvement um, for Pat in his game. And he's still growing and learning. He's hungry. Um, but the kid, is, you know, listen, he's he's on the, the call here. So it's it's a little awkward. But I mean, he's special. He's a special kid. And he at such a young age, he's so mature and he understands big picture thinking. And he understands that there needs to be a sense of um you know, long-term thinking, and I want to win a long time here in Kansas City. There are only a certain ways that this can be possible, and this is what's important for me. I know I'm going to be taken care of the rest of my life, but I want to I want to leave behind a legacy, and Kansas City is the place I want to do it. So, um, again, it's just a special day, and it takes a special kid to, um, um, you know, to, you know, you Adam, you asked about our level of confidence, and in Pat and this contract. And I think it speaks for itself and people can look at this any way they want to, but I mean, this contract is, is a 10 year extension and this is something that, you know, we believe that um, there could be uh, another small one after it because that's how confident we are in this kid. Let's go to Sam Mellinger. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, uh, Brett. Um, so obviously this contract is different because of the player and the, and the dollar amount involved but um I'm, I'm curious if the negotiation was different based on just the the comfort level the relationship you had uh with pat but also with with chris cabot and the agency there yeah i think that um i, I would say that's true i i don't think you know so many times it's it's you know listen every every aspect of the nfl is competitive and and deals are are no different um this it was unique in the sense that there was never a sense of we need to win this or we have to win this. This was, how can we get this done? And again, that goes back to Pat because ultimately Chris and Lee work for Pat and Pat has to have, again, I keep repeating myself, this long-term vision on, on what he wants his legacy to be. Um, but there was never a sense. And again, I, I've seen it in all different 
forms and fashions with bigger deals and longer deals, there's always a contentious point. And I don't think it ever reached that because we were just all on the same page. We were all committed to making this work. Certainly Pat is deserving of the largest contract in U.S. sports history. Um, but how can we get creative to recognize him, to set those benchmarks, but also find a way that we can surround him with talent and he can go out there and have fun and, and do the things that he's capable of. And, um, you know, I, I think Sam, to your question, I, th- I think that having that relationship and, and again, going back to, to Chris and I talking about this vision back in 17 and, and now that we're here, well, let's continue this. And how can we, um, turn one Super Bowl into two, three, and four and, um, you know, continue to add to past legacy. Let's go to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hello, thanks guys for doing this. Uh, this is, I guess, two questions I have. One is for Brett and then one is for Patrick. Um, for Brett, for you, just how much of this, when you alluded to the fact that this was going to be more baseball structure, um, how much of that was designed around the idea of even thinking back in 2018 of trying to figure out the best way possible to create more flexibility for you guys to build around uh, the, the rest of the roster around Patrick? And then for Patrick, given your... Your background, and I know you alluded to this in May, the idea of learning how contract negotiations are handled through your father, understanding uh, the baseball historical context of contracts of this magnitude, how much did that give you a perspective as to what you exactly wanted in terms of having long-term security with the organization? Uh, well, I'll jump in there real quick on my end, uh, and I'll let Pat go. Um, you know, his structure was something that was fluid. You know, we had envisioned certainly um, – you know, with Pat and, and having the tutelage of Coach Reed, a, a really good player. So um, when we started doing free agent contracts in 18, we did so with the mindset of, of structuring um, those deals to allow for um, a deal of uh, a franchise quarterback level. Now, the the, the bigger or broader concepts, uh, you know, the, the baseball type contracts was something that, you know, as the 18th season <laughs> went along and as we turned into the 19th season, um, you know, Brant Tillis, that was an ongoing project for him. And he would literally come down to my office in, in the spring of, of last year and talk about, I'm thinking about this, I'm thinking about that. Um, hopefully, um, you know, we can refine these ideas and concepts even more. And then when we get to this stage, we'll have something to work from. And, and so a lot of credit to those guys. But um, this was something that we we talked about different forms of this. Um, and as you know, Pat's success continued to climb, um, we geared more towards this type of concept. So um, again, just a lot of good foresight from the staff that I have working for me. Yeah. And to, to answer your question to me, I, I would say it definitely played a part. I mean, uh, obviously being able to talk to my dad about it, uh, be able to talk to LaTroy about it and them going through the process of they didn't sign that long-term contract, but they saw players who did and they saw players who went about it and how they kind of got that that long-term security and were able to go out there and play free knowing that they had the security that they, that they had always wanted. Uh, definitely was something that I was able to talk to them about and get a lot of information from them. And, and look, I mean, you can't, I mean, there's no offense. You can't do this with every single organization, but when you have an organization with the, the stability and the culture that, that we have in the, the Chiefs organization, I felt very comfortable and had a lot of trust that I could do, do a contract like this, knowing that we were going to have that same stability by the time I'm at the end of that contract. Let's go to Seren Petra. Go ahead, Seren. Uh, yeah, thank you for the time, guys. Uh, I guess for Brett, and, and I'd be interested in Coach Reed as well uh, on this, just if you could kind of 
you've said a number of times, you know, uh, maintain the ability to go out and put talent around uh, Patrick, but the, the number is huge, right? Like what, what is there anything you can point to as to how that is, you know, that number doesn't just cancel out the ability to put players around him and how can you have, you know, what, what, what kind of uncertainty do you have with the COVID environment on what the salary cap's going to be, right? This isn't just a big commitment. It's a commitment not knowing if you're going to have fans in the stands, not knowing if you're going to finish a season and not knowing what the economic environment's going to be. So how much does that hang over this contract and, and really putting the team together the way you're talking about? Well, I think when, you know, you talk about these, you, you know, uh, these aren't common, but when you have a, a structure like this, I think one of the things that's beneficial for us is um, certainty, certainty in regards to what we're dealing with every year. Um, you know, when these things um, don't get worked out and, you know, you're running into the final year of your deal or, you know, there's tags here and there and things go up and then it becomes contentious. I think we're dealing with a known factor now. We know um, where we're going to be. Um, we also know that there's um, potentially a tough time ahead of us and, and none of us know exactly where the cap is going to be next year. Um, we've kind of prepared for that to some degree. Um, but again, until you know exactly where it's going to be, um, you don't have the final numbers. But we're dealing with, um, you know, known numbers, known figures. It prepares us for the future and allows us to plan and prepare every year. And, um, you know, like I said, you know, when you have structure and stability, um, that we believe ultimately is success. And, and, you know, again, this contract, the way it's laid out, it just allows for us to have um, a definitive working number to work from every year. And within this contract, we can do certain things, um, you know, to create cap space. But now we're dealing with something that we know as opposed to the unknown, which is never a good scenario for a team to encounter during an offseason. Ryan, I'd probably just ditto what, what uh, Brett just said. So, I mean, he, he covered about every base on it. Um, but I, I will tell you, though, Pat, I, you know, he was very conscious about the, the, the whole um, situation about being able to keep players. So, I mean, that was in the dialogue there, and he made it known to us that um, however we can work that out, uh, we can do it. And then Brett and Brandt and Chris got together, and they just masterminded the thing and, and made it work. And, and, um, and so they, they came up with a plan. and and presented it to Chris Cabot and uh, between and Chris had some ideas. And so between them, they, they really formulate something here, but uh, you know, I, I would just say Clark Hunt uh, who is brilliant and his, his, you know, he's, he's got a phenomenal mind um, uh, in particular with business, a uh, business mind. So he, uh, he also was able to oversee this and understand it and put in whatever input he had on it. Um, and he's more aware of the COVID situation than anybody being the owner of the football team. And so, um, and he felt comfortable with it when it was all said and done that, that we'd be able to, um, be able to go forward and still, um, be able to sign players, even if the cap does uh, decrease a little bit. I will, I will say this too, that if the ownership thing doesn't work out for Clark, he'd be a great cap guy because it was, uh, it's funny how, you know, we're, we're so buttoned up and we've been working on, on concepts and ideas for this for multiple years. And again, this deal can go as smoothly as it, as it could have gone, but 
<clears throat> when we did run into a couple different hiccups, it's amazing how quickly Clark had an answer. And, um, you know, it's, uh, uh, as coach mentioned, uh, certainly Brent and Chris pulling all the legwork there, but uh, Clark has always has a few tricks up his sleeve and he's extremely, um, you know, we extremely appreciate his uh, oversight on this for sure. Let's go to Bob Fesco. Go ahead, Bob. For uh, Brett and Patrick both, what was your expectation when the conversations first started about getting a long-term deal done in Kansas City? Like what did you both kind of have in mind and how did you think it was going to go? I'll let Paco. Yeah, I mean, I think Coach Reed's already kind of touched on it a little bit. Um, and I, I think I've said it a lot in some press conferences that I, I've had in the past is I, I, obviously I wanted the security to take care of my family and my and my future generations uh, of family. But I also wanted to keep really good football players around me. I mean, I, I'm not going to sit here and, and lie and say that having a great football team around me doesn't help help me when I'm on the field. Um, and so I wanted to find the best way that I could do that. And I feel like – uh, as we talked and we, and as like you said, Chris and, and all these guys, Chris, my agent and all these guys talked that, that they came to me with this, this idea and this concept of, of obviously making me financially secure, but having the ability to go out and sign these, re-sign all these guys. And like we were returning 20 or 21 of 22 starters. Um, I knew that this was the way that was going to be the right way to do it, where we can accomplish both of those things that are so important to me. And I, I would just add that, um, you know, we were a little ahead of the game just because of, you know, the ongoing dialogue that we've had for, you know, a year plus. So um, sometimes you get into these negotiations and uh, both teams are starting from scratch and, and both ideas and concepts are are from left field. But um, because we had a unique relationship dating back from before the draft process to, I mean, almost every home game, as coach mentioned, Chris always, always being here and, and um, you know, there was a lot of times Chris spent the, the pregame discussing some of the things that actually came into play um, right before the, the the signing. So we were ahead of the game, uh, Bob, in that regard, just because we had so much dialogue leading up to this. Let's go to Herbie T.O.P. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, uh, this question is for Coach Reed. Hey, Coach, um, when I think of great quarterback and head coach tandems, Brady, Bilicek, uh, Breeze, Payton, Favre, Holmgren, what does this contract do for you and your coaching shelf life uh, when you know you've got Mahomes in Kansas City for the next 12 years and you're going to be in your young 70s? So what, what does this do for you? My young 70s, huh? Uh, listen, Herbie, I, I haven't got to that point mentally where I'm thinking about retirement. I love doing what I'm doing. Um, one of the great things about this job is, is when you look forward to coming to work to deal with guys uh, the players, the coaches, and I, I'm lucky enough to be around good players uh, and coaches. And then this guy here um, it makes it even better. So it's uh, um, he he has a you know we always talk about the great quarterbacks make everybody around them greater. So um, and and he has a unique ability to do that with with his teammates and. Um, I haven't, uh, you know, the honey badger is part of this too. So he, he, uh, he was the first guy that texted myself and Brett when the deal got done was we got a text from, from Tyron and he just said, Hey, what a great thing you did. But they, both those two make our jobs very enjoyable. Um, uh, being able to come to work and have two great leaders like that. Um, along with the other guys that, that love to play the game. So listen, I'm, 
if it takes me into my 70s, let's roll, Herbie. Doggone it. I'm ready to go. I'll, I'll second that. The Honey Badger has texted me like five times. He's messaged me on Instagram and Twitter. He, he, man, the dude's, dude's hyped up for sure. <laughs> All right, guys. We got time for a couple more with Coach and Brett before we let them go and, and roll with Patrick. Um, let's go to Sam McDowell. Sam, go ahead. Hey, guys. Thanks for doing this. Um, this is for Brett and Patrick. Uh, I wondered at what point during the, the conversation – did the link really settle sort of exclusively on, 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 you know, a longer term was, was a shorter term deal, like four five, six years ever discussed. And, and, and what was the motivation or at least what side sort of drove the conversations to, to focus more exclusively on, on something like 10 years? Well, listen, I mean, you know, Chris and, and Lee, um, and I don't want to speak for Pat, but just my take on, on this was, you know, they wanted, you know, they had two big wants, and that was protection for Pat um, and then surrounding Pat with talent. And, you know, Coach and I know as well as anybody that if you uh, – Pat Mahomes is healthy and there's talent around him, it's it's unstoppable. And so, uh, you know, the, the framework was <clears throat> how can we get him, um, you know, the most in protections and at the same time continually to allow him to have great talent around him. So it kind of started in the longer term um, again. And this goes back to the agents working for the player, Pat being very mature for a young age and understanding that I have a great city, great fan base, great ownership, uh, Hall of Fame head coach. It's going to be hard to beat this. Um, and how can we um, put, you know, how could Pat, how could we put Pat in a position where he is the highest paid player in the game, which he is. Um, and on top of that, do so in a format that will continue to allow us to, you know, have talent around them. And, and so, um, again, I, I give credit to, to their staff of just wanting to do a legacy deal and not just uh, a cash deal. And that's what, what people have to understand. And, and saying that, it's easy to say that, um, but you, you have to have a special and, and a unique person like we have in Pat to understand that, hey, listen, I'm going to make more money than I'll ever know what to do with. And I just, I want to see our organization reward other players. And I want to see, um, you know, myself surrounded with these players like the Badger um, and, and, and Tyreek and all these guys. So, um, you know, I joke with Chris, I said, it's almost impossible to do the biggest contract in sports history and have a player look, you know, unselfish, but somehow Pat again is able to, to do this in a unique way where he's the highest paid player in the game and will be for a long time yet does so in a way that allows us to reward his teammates along the way. Um, it's very unique. And I don't think the city, um, should take that for granted. I know they won't. Um, but again, I think uh, back to my opening statement that this, this contract in the length speaks to Pat's love and commitment, uh, to Kansas City, he wants to win, and he wants to do it here in Kansas City. Yeah, I mean, I'll second second that. I mean, he said it, he probably hit it right on the head. I mean, uh, like he said, I went there. I went in there with an open mind. I went in there with like those two concepts. I wanted to keep great players around me, and obviously reward them for being great players and, and support and being a great teammate and everything like that. And I, and I wanted the security that I've always talked about. And I feel like uh, once that once. This concept came to me. I was all aboard. It was all about the details at that point. Um, and I thought uh, 
the, the Chiefs organization did a great job. And I, I, I had a lot of phone calls with, with Chris and, and Lee and them, interrupted a few golf games uh, about every single day. And so uh, it was uh, – I went in with the open mind. And when the concept came to me, I loved the idea. And, it, and, it, and we've got – we're able to do it the right way. And I'm excited for the future ahead. All right, guys. I know Vahe has a question for all three of you. So we'll uh, close out Coach and Brett with questions from Vahe. Go ahead, Vahe. Hey guys, uh, congratulations. Um, just so much has been said about trust in all this and it's obviously pretty essential. I wonder if, um, Patrick, you could just describe going back with Andy and, and Brett to how you came to trust them so much. And if, if all three of you could just speak a little bit more to that point about uh, how your relationships make this drive this. Yeah, I mean, I think... Uh trust is something that's built. And I feel like with my three years that I've been in the Chiefs organization, you see the trust that everyone has within each other, everything that, that coach Reed says, everything that Veach says, and everyone in this organization says that those things happen and they put in the work every single day. Uh, it's like a challenge. If I can try to beat coach Reed or Veach to the facility one, one of these days, I mean, they put in as much effort as anyone. And then when you have a culture like that from the top down from Clark hunt all the way down to the, sorry, my dogs are barking to the 75th, the 75th, 90th, whatever it is, man on the roster. Um, I mean, that's, that's the, that, that trust and that culture is something that I want to be a part of. And uh, it's something that's built every single day. And uh, it's been built every day. I've been a part of this organization. Uh, Brett, you want me to jump in here? Yeah. Good. Yeah. All right. So, Vahe, um, I, I would tell you that when you talk about team, you talk about trust. I think it's one of the biggest, factors uh when you're dealing with an organization and a team if you if i can't trust mark donovan clark hunt if i can't trust brett veach um and then the players and keep an open book uh with everybody in in the group here I, then you have a problem then you're not gonna have sustained winning and um and so we've tried to strive for that and not only do we do it with pat but we do it the coaches do it with their players and and uh, and don't don't say something that uh, that you can't back up or that you don't mean, and um, and so we the players eventually it takes a little bit of time here now, but the players eventually uh, end up uh, trusting that you're going to do try to do what's right for them, and uh, and then likewise in the organization we try to do the same thing with one another. So we we be as honest try to be as honest as you can with people so that they'll they'll trust you and. Uh, Sometimes honesty is a tough thing, especially in this day and age. But with all this technology, there's no better time to be honest than right now. So, um, you know, you, you're you're held accountable for everything that you say. So it's it's best to um, be truthful or don't say anything. So, anyways, that that's kind of how we roll. Brett, um, I'm I'm sure can add on to that too. Yeah, it's you know, and listen, we all, both Pat and I got to to learn from the best in Coach Reed. But look, when when I come into the facility every day, um, you know, I know and Pat knows that there's not going to be a team in the NFL that's more prepared to play on Sunday. And Coach and I know that when we're in the building, that there's not going to be a quarterback um, that is going to be more prepared to play. And and I'd like to think that the Pat and Coach know that um, when we enter a free agency or draft, that you know our our staff will be ready to go and be prepared. And and again, it's just accountability it's knowing that um you know we trust the guy next next to us to do their job and we feel like we have some of the best in the nfl to do it 
Um, and it's that trust, it's, it's infectious. So then it, it's, it spreads to everything. It spreads to contract negotiations and player relationships. Um, but everyone knows that um, there are really no egos in, in, in a business that it's, it's hard to really avoid. But, um, you know, everybody wants to see each other succeed. And, you know, we're able to operate under those guidelines. And, and Coach Reed is the one that sets the tone for that. And we just follow his lead. Brett, Coach, we appreciate you guys joining us. We're going to let you hop off and continue on with Patrick. All right, great. Thanks, guys. Yeah, Thanks. Thank you. All right, we're going to start with BJ Kissel for Patrick. Uh, go ahead, BJ. Thanks, Brad. And again, I know you've heard it before, Patrick, but congratulations on getting the deal done. Um, and I'm sure a lot's gone through your mind lately, but for you going back to high school, and the decision that you made to pursue your passion of playing football in college, I know you were playing baseball too, but turning down more than a million dollar signing bonus, how does it feel now? And have you had a chance to think back of just what it means to you to kind of bet on yourself in that way and win from a financial perspective, but also the message that you can now share just about telling everyone to trust in yourself, follow your passions, all those things that you've preached that you've kind of lived it now. Yeah, I think the, I haven't really reflected on it, I think, yet, um, honestly. But I think the, the biggest thing is, like you said, that's just how I've always, I've always been built. It's how I've always thought of myself is just to follow my passions and do whatever I can the best of my ability. And it's something that was instilled, instilled in me by my parents when I was young, and I still believe the same things today. And it's never, it's never been about money to me. Obviously, it's, 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 it's awesome, and it's an exciting time for me. Um, but at the same time, I've always just done about being the best person, the best player that I can be every single day. And uh, this is another step, I believe, another step in the journey that's just beginning. And I'm just excited that we have this done and I have that security where I can go out there and be the same player that I was uh, and that I, that same person that I was uh, the day I stepped in this league. Let's go to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Hey, Pat, congratulations. Thanks for taking some time. I was wondering, you know, I know that you had been tweeting and you did a couple interviews over the summer watching The Last Dance and Michael Jordan's career and what he was able to accomplish. And you've had one of the most outstanding starts to any NFL career. And I was wondering how much maybe that legacy idea of you want to put together not only a good year or two, but a good 15 years, how much of that went into, okay, even though I'm going to make this really big number, I'm still allowing this organization to surround me with pieces so that maybe I can achieve things that no one else uh, ever has. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it happened even before that. I mean, I think watching the last dance and watching Michael and all the stuff that he did uh, and that, that he's, he's done and all the success he has. Uh, I mean, it's just affirmation. I mean, it's something that I've always believed in those things about the legacy, about um, going out there and being the best player uh, and having the best teammates around me. Um, and it's not, it's not about one person. It's about the team. And I think that's, that's the biggest thing. And I think you see that with our whole entire team, as you see, we have a lot of these guys coming back uh, that want to be a part of this. They want to be a part of this, this culture. They want to be a part of trying to build a dynasty because those things aren't easy to do. And we understand that. So it's going to take a lot of hard work uh, and a lot of dedication. And I feel like we have that with the guys we have in this locker room. Let's go to Therese Paler. Go ahead, Therese. Hey guys, thanks for doing this. Patrick, congratulations. Um, I thought it was really interesting what you said about your godfather and your father. Um, there are certainly some people around the league who did want you to tie the deal to a percentage of the cap. So, But I'm curious exactly what Latroy and your dad told you about why it was so important to build a contract that was beneficial for both sides and wouldn't be a super contentious negotiation. 
Yeah, I think uh, I think the biggest thing that they kind of they preached to me is kind of the same thing that I, I had already thought, and it was it was good just to hear them. Is that you want to have great players around you? You don't want to be a guy that that takes up all the money, and then all of a sudden you're you're having to find different guys that will take cheaper deals. Because I mean, you want to re- those guys need to be rewarded as well. It's not it's not about one person, that, and I truly believe that. I know the situation that I was brought into, and and how good of a situation it was. Where I got to sit a year behind a great quarterback who taught me a lot. Then I got to play with a lot of great players the moment I stepped on the football field. And so I understand that uh, I have a bigger perspective, I guess you would say, of, of, how to, of how to go out there and obviously get the security that I, that I want, but at the same time reward the guys that have helped me be the person that I am and be the player that I am. And I, I feel like with the contract and, and how, I, how it was done, I, I feel like I got both of those things. Is I, We're going to be able to reward players and keep a lot of these guys around that have built the culture even before I was here. Um, and at the same time, I have the security that I know that my future generations will, will be able to have. Let's go to Harold Koontz. Go ahead, Harold. Hey, Patrick. Uh, congratulations. That's really big. Uh, when you hear that number, $503 million, I know all of us were kind of astounded when we heard that number. When you hear that and everything you went through, what does that mean to you? And also, you know, how do you push this forward with all your off-the-field stuff? And how do you, you know, use your name, use your legacy to push everything that goes, everything that you do amazingly off the field as well? Yeah, I think that's the, that's the main thing. I mean, obviously in the time that we are in right now, I mean, there, there's so much opportunity to go out there and try to help the world be, uh, become the best place that it could possibly be. And I feel like uh, having, this, having this security and this trust within the organization and obviously the financial help, I'll be able to do that. And, and, not, and not only uh, in the Kansas City community where I, I hope to impact uh, as much as I can, as quickly as I can, but uh, hopefully around the world. And so um, to have this trust in the organization to be behind me, not only on, but off the field as well, uh, I feel like I'll be able to make a huge impact in this world uh, in, in many ways. And I'm just excited for the, the next step and the, to continue doing whatever I can to, to help achieve that. Let's go to Steve Walls. Go ahead, Steve. Hey, Pat, congratulations, man. Um, this, this deal puts you in elite company, not only in football, but in all of sports. In your mind, does that raise the pressure or expectation uh, in your level of play? And can you also, can you walk us through when you received the call from Lee or Chris uh, saying that the deal was done? Yeah, um, I don't think it raises the pressure, honestly. I mean, I think that's just, to me, the money never, the never was the main objective. To me, it's all about going out there and winning football games and, and winning with your teammates and your brothers uh, and the culture that, that you've been a part of. And that's what it was always about. Uh, I mean, last year, I felt like I had just as much pressure on myself to go out there and win after falling short in the AFC Championship game the year before. And I feel like going into this next season, I will have the same amount of pressure of going out there and showing that it wasn't a fluke and that we want to go and try to find a way to go back to back, which is so hard to do in the NFL. Um, but, uh, it's something where I, I, it's not about the money to me. It's about, uh, going out there and, and winning and not only for myself, but for the guys around me. And then, uh, I, I got the call actually on J- July 4th. Um, and that deal, I mean, there was minor, minor details that still had to get finalized, but, uh, Chris called me and told me that, uh, that the numbers w- were where they were at. Uh, obviously y'all have all seen and that, we had gotten the guarantee, the guarantees and the guarantee mechanisms that were kind of one of a kind that we haven't seen so far. And that gave me that security. Um, and so I knew that, uh, I knew that once that was in place, that after that, it's just the little details. And so we, we got it. I got that on July 4th and ended up signing sign on July 6th. So, uh, it was, uh, it was a great, great, uh, July 4th, seeing the fireworks in the backyard with my family. 
All right, guys, I know we've still got a lot of hands up here, but we're running out of time. We're going to do our final three, and we're going to go Adam, Sam, and Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Pat, uh, congratulations on the new deal. Um, you said earlier that once this concept came to you, you were all aboard. Why were you so willing to go so many years on a contract rather than sign for a shorter period, maybe see what things look like then? And also, um, are you going to make sure Andy stays around for all 12 of these seasons as well? Yeah, I, I, t- I talked to him, I think, before I signed the deal. And, and, he, and when he said that he said to y'all, he had no thoughts of even retiring anytime soon. So, I mean, obviously that's a huge part in it. Uh, I think I'll, having Brett Veach, uh, a, a young general manager who's done a great job of drafting and getting and putting a lot of great players around me was a definitely another huge, a huge uh, a boost of confidence of time, this 10-year extension. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there, there, I think there's positives uh, to either or contract. You've signed the short-term contract and kind of almost like that, that bet on yourself type thing. But also, I mean, you never know what can happen in this sport. I mean, I think that's the, the biggest thing about football. And uh, so for me, uh, having the 10-year contract, knowing that um, – I mean, things obviously could happen. The, the economy could boost, but at the same time, I mean, you look at the world that we're in today and, and stuff could happen that way too. So I just, I just, I just wanted to have the security of knowing that I'm going to be a, a Kansas City Chief for a long time. Uh, I, I'm obviously going to have enough money that I'll be able to help out future generations, my grandkids, their grandkids, and everything like that. Um, and at the same time, I mean, I, I think I, I did, we did a good job uh, with Chris and, and, and Brett and all those guys of having enough money to pay all the guys around me. And I think that that was what the huge, the biggest thing of the deal that I loved about it is we're going to be a good football team for a long time. It's about going out there and just executing, finding ways to win. Let's go Sam Mellinger. Go ahead, Sam. Yeah. Hey, uh, Patrick, uh, congratulations. Just like you're hearing from everybody else. Um, look, I know – you have a lot of trust in Chris and Brett um, and what they do. I also know that you're a very detail-oriented person. I'm just curious, like beyond, I want to be here for a long time. I want the team to have money to, to pay other guys. How into the weeds, how into the details did you get in this negotiation with them? Yeah, I, I, I was pretty pretty deep. I mean, I, I deep in there. I mean, with, when I told uh, Chris, talking about Chris calling me, he called me pretty much every day that he had a conversation with the, the Chiefs to get updates and everything like that. And so – I mean, these these deals take a little bit of time, and they've been talking for a long time about these deals. And I felt like I, I was very informed of what was going on. And uh, I think the biggest thing to me was those kind of those guarantee mechanisms and the, the later part later years in the contracts. Those were the, the kind of the deal sellers to me of of knowing that they have full trust in me and uh, that the Chiefs are going to do whatever they can to have the, the best team around me every single year until hopefully the end of my career. Let's go to Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Patrick, congratulations. Um, you and everybody have been talking about the ability to add talent around you. And Brett referred to the fact that, you know, this at least puts firm numbers and you've got flexibility to make changes later. What is your kind of expectations about whether, you know, this is going to be a firm 10-year deal or you expect to have the team come to you and renegotiate at times to move money around for cap purposes and how do you do you feel like this gives you an opportunity to put a voice into who's around you on the team? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I kind of leave that to uh, Veach and Coach Reed for the most part uh, of them. They've done a great job of building great teams wherever they were. Uh, if that was in Philly or if that was uh, in Kansas City, they've built great teams and picked the right players. So, I mean, obviously they come to me sometimes and ask me a few questions here or there, and I, I give my input, but that all comes down – to, to them pulling the trigger and, and getting the right guys. And so 
um, obviously the, with, with the deal and how we, how it was structured, I will have a lot of room to, to move money around and get, and keep great teams around. Um, and I've seen, you've seen a lot of great quarterbacks do that in the recent years with, with, uh, Rogers and Stafford and all these guys who, who do these different type of things. And I wanted to have that flexibility to do that. Cause you want to, like I said, you want to have a great team. You don't want to, uh, you want to be in the playoffs every year. You want to be competing for championships and, and that's my goal. And so having that flexibility will be, will be key to having success and, uh, year in and year out. Patrick, we have one more guest that I think that wants to congratulate you. All right. David, can you hear us? Yeah, guys, uh, I got to say I'm a little disappointed. There wasn't uh, one smart-ass question asked, so I guess it falls to me. You know, uh, Mr. Mahomes, I'm sure you have a rich appreciation for NFL history and all the great quarterbacks, and I consider you one of the great quarterbacks. Uh, and you probably know this, uh, Johnny Unitas uh, – with the Baltimore Colts, Colts in the offseason, worked at a tile store. Now, with this new contract, do you feel like you uh, are, are in a position now where you can stop working at the tile store in the offseason? Uh, I think it's going to take a few years before I have to give up that one. That's a, that's a stable job that I, will, I, I could have and have a steady income. So I, I don't know if I'm going to give up on the towel store. I mean, if, plus you get free towels. Who doesn't love free towels? When you go to the shower, just a nice dry towel every time. You are a good kid. And one follow-up question, you know, the Chiefs have a lot of employees and there's, it's a standard thing everybody has to do. So uh, are you going to be filling out a weekly timesheet? Uh, I don't know about that, honestly. I, you know, uh, I'll have to get to Coach Reed and get, a, get a, a valid answer for you and follow up. I think Brad G can get it to you. Okay, and one last question. You know, these deals are tough. A lot of negotiating going on, and they incentivize them a bunch of different ways. It's been reported, and it's just a rumor that at one point uh, there was a higher. Uh, you guys were looking for a higher cash incentive, but then you would also have to take ownership of the Las Vegas Raiders, and that was able to keep your price actually lower because you refused that deal. Uh, I, I didn't get that information, but uh, I heard that I that I'm gonna get a lot of ribs out of this deal, and I heard that I, I know a guy that has a rib place out out in LA that might be able to help me out with that. Yeah, it's my house. I work out of my porch. Come on by. <laughs> hey, can thank y'all, Patrick. We appreciate you joining us. Uh, hopefully, we get to see you soon. <laughs> see ya.